Praise God and welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Glad you're able to join us today. Before we get into the word, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, most magnificent Lord God, we just praise your most magnificent name, Lord God, and we just come before you to thank you for this opportunity to be able to gather together, even if it is virtually, Lord. But we know that your word is not constrained by space nor time, so we thank you for this opportunity to be able to hear your word today. I pray and ask, Lord God, that you would just prepare our hearts and our minds and our spirits to receive your words today and that they would get sunken deep and deep within our spirit so that the enemy can't steal them away. We praise you. We love you, Lord, and take this message where you will. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen and amen. Well, praise God. Again, welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Uh, if you don't have your Bible, take a moment and pause this video. Grab your Bible and come on back and grab a pen and paper. You can take some notes and highlight some things as we dive into the word of God. So getting right into it, let's turn in our Bibles to 2 Samuel chapter 22. 2 Samuel chapter 22. And we're going to start in verse 47. That's 2 Samuel 22 verse 47. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let God be exalted. The rock of my salvation. In verse 47, they underline the word rock. Blessed be my rock. Let God be exalted. The rock of my salvation. It is God who avenges me and subdues the peoples under me, under me. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles. Underline that. Therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among, among the Gentiles, and sing praises to your name. He is the tower of salvation to his king and shows mercy to his anointed, to David and his descendants forevermore. The scripture I really want to focus on there is in verse 47. The Lord lives, blessed be my rock. I have you underline the word rock. Oftentimes, when we think of a, a, a rock, we, we, we may think of some jagged, you know, uh, a, a jagged stone that you might see on, on the beach. Or you may think about, you know, a little stone that you can skip across the, 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 the pond or, or, or something or across the ocean there. Or, or maybe those decorative rocks that you can buy uh, at, at, a, any, at any store that you want to use for landscaping or, or something to that effect. But how often do we think about a rock as being a solid place that I can stand on, uh, a place that 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 is is strong enough for me to be able to to stand and not have the ground move, move underneath me and, and not be able to be blown over by every little little wind or or, or any change of, of uh, any temperature change or anything like that, you know, that I can stand on this thing and be solid in this nice, even surface. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be moved. We don't often think about that. And with this being Palm Sunday, and, and as we celebrate the, 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 and reflect on the events leading up to, to Jesus Christ's uh, resurrect death and resurrection, which, which we're not going to get into today. But as we reflect on things on, on, on that, on those events that, that gave us eternal life and the opportunity to obtain eternal life, it's also important that we remember that Jesus had a solid rock that he was standing on as he went through his journey, as he went to fulfill his mission uh, to, to, to die on the cross and, and give us an opportunity at everlasting life and spending eternity with him. 
Okay, as, as the as the son of God. And it was that solid foundation that he was on that allowed him to with, withstand and endure some of the challenges and, and tribulations that he even faced uh, and, and be without sin and, and, and be found without sin, as the as the word of God says. And so as we reflect on that and we think about that, we also need to take some time out in our lives and reflect and think about what what is my foundation actually built on? As a child of God, how how am I living my life? How are the things around me? Uh, um, how how am I handling the things around me accordingly? And and is it one that is reflective of being uh, of standing on God as a, as a solid as a solid rock? You know, I remember as a kid there was a song. It was by uh, Ron Canoli, uh, a Christian singer. I believe it was called um, "The Solid Rock on Which I Stand." And part of the 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 lyrics to that was. You are the solid rock on which I stand. You are the Christ, the, the risen lamb. And that's something that, 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 that has stuck with me over the years, that song and those particular words, because that's what we should be doing as, as children of God. We should be standing strong on, on, on the rock, on God as, as our, as our rock. In verse 48, or let's do 47 again. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let God be exalted. The rock of my salvation. It is he who avenges me and subdues the people under my feet. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. So if God is our solid rock that we're standing on, then we don't have to worry about any attacks from 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 the enemy. We don't have to worry about people coming against us or how we're going to deal with people when they come against us, because God is the one that's going to avenge us. God is the one that's going to lift us up above our enemies and above those that rise against me. But it's important that we have a solid foundation that, that, um, that we're standing on. All right. Uh, let's turn in our Bibles to Ephesians chapter two. Praise the living God. Ephesians chapter two. And we're going to start in verse 19. Okay? And, and, and a foundation, we, we have to think about, when we think about a foundation, it's, it's something solid. Okay? It, it's something that, 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 su- that supports us and supports anything that we build on, like a foundation of a house. Without a solid foundation on the house, your house is, is prone to collapse. So we as children of God have to make sure that our foundation is laid on Jesus Christ and that we're and that's the rock that we're standing on. So that and we'll look a little bit later about about um, uh, about being tested and, and, and enduring trials and tribulations and what that leads to. But 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 if we have that solid foundation, then then everything around us shouldn't shouldn't collapse if we if we really do have that solid foundation. Uh, Ephesians chapter two, verse 19 Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation, underlying foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fit together, fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place in the in the spirit of God. So starting at verse 19 again, now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So this is not a, a physical household, as, as, as we think about as, you know, four walls and a roof, et cetera, like that. That's not a physical household that this is talking about. This is talking about the household of God as being the, 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 the body of Christ. 
as, as, as being the church. Because when we decide to, when we made the decision to turn our lives over to Christ, okay, what we, what we've made the decision to do is to be citizens, all right, and, and, and be with other, other saints of God and join that body of Christ. So therefore, we are no longer strangers to each other, all right? And, and you think about a stranger, you, you walk into a, a Walmart or a supermarket and, and whatever the capacity limit is for, for, for people in there, all of those people in there, Unless you know them, they are strangers to you. Okay. Well, when we decide to, 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 to become Christians and we decide to live our lives accordingly, we're no longer strangers to, to each other. Okay. We, 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 we know each other. We, 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 we are also citizens. Again, like the, like the Bible says, we are also citizens of the household of God. And so we should be operating and conducting ourselves, um, um, accordingly. Having been, verse 20, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being, uh, being the chief cornerstone. A, a cornerstone is, is the very first stone that's laid when you're, when you're building a found or when you're building a, um, a, a structure. Okay. It's the very first stone that's laid. And after that stone is laid, every single thing after that is laid in relation to that stone. All right. So, so the, the orientation of that stone, the positioning of the stone, that stone sets the, sets the stage for how everything else around it is going to be built. So if we are members of the body of Christ, then Jesus Christ should be and is our chief cornerstone. And so how we build the, the, the church, not just the physical church, but, but us as, as the body of Christ being the church, as we continue to build the church, we need to make sure that Jesus Christ truly is our chief, our chief cornerstone. As in verse 21, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being uh, built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. So being fitted together means that um, we all have a, a role in the body of Christ. Okay. We, we all have a job to do. God has appointed us to do certain things for, for his reasons and for his purposes. And so if with Jesus Christ as being our chief cornerstone, then that means everything that we do in the body of Christ, everything that we do for God should be with a focus on how am I representing and pleasing God in the work that I do? If God calls me to be uh, a, a toilet scrubber, <laughs> if you will, then I'm going to be the best toilet scrubber that there is. Why? Not because I'm in competition with somebody else or because I'm, I'm, I'm coveting a, a promotion, but it's because this is something that God appointed me, appointed me to do. And, and we oftentimes, when, when we're thinking about how do we, how do we, how are things around us operating in terms of representing God and, and what God wants us to do? It, it can be, if we're not careful, we can easily overlook the little minuscule tasks as something as being beneath us. And it happens to all of us. I mean, think about any time that you were in a workplace and you were assigned a task or maybe in a job that you're in now and you feel like that, that you were made for something more than what you're actually doing. You feel like you have the skills to do so much more than what you're actually doing. Well, well, listen, 
However you are executing that task or, or, or doing that job each and every day and how you're treating people, if, 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 you're, if you are standing on God as a solid rock, then that means how you treat people and how you show up to work every day is going to be a good representation of God. So it's a, it's a good question to always ask ourselves of, you know, how, how would God see me in this situation on, on, on my thought process about this job or this particular individual or, or even a family member, you know, let's say, let's say there's a family member that's getting on your nerves and, and everything. And, and you're, 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 you're talking with them. And every single time you talk to them, they, they give you a, such a hard time about anything and everything. Well, how you speak to them and how you engage with them and whether or not you even pray for them, which you should be praying for them. Okay. That, that, those are things we should be asking ourselves. Um, how, how would God feel about this situation? How would God feel about, about my thoughts about this, about this individual or, or me, maybe not even praying um, for the person when I should be that, that is all part of us making sure that we are doing our roles, uh, in, in, in the kingdom of God. No, there is no task that God has given us that is so small that we shouldn't pay it, that we shouldn't pay, pay it enough attention to do a great job. Okay. Nothing, nothing that God has ever assigned us to do. Should we ever look at it and say, eh, that does, that doesn't matter. You know, maybe my job is to, is to, is to put envelopes down in, in my church on, on the seats and tithe envelopes. Um, take that seriously. Okay. Why? Because that's what God has you, has you doing right now. And if you're not doing that to, to the best of your abilities now, how can you expect God to move you into something, into bigger things, um, and promote you, if you will, if you're not doing those little jobs, um, carefully in the way God, God wants you to do. If Christ is truly our chief cornerstone, then we should be aligning everything and everyone in our lives around around him. OK, and, and what that means is that when, when Jesus was walking the earth, he was very, very careful about the company that he kept. OK, he was very careful uh, in choosing his disciples and, and teaching them uh, the things about him and the things of the kingdom. He always talked about uh, about God, the father and how he was doing God's work. So with Jesus Christ as being our chief cornerstone, we have to take a step back and really take an inventory of not just the situations in our lives. But what about the people that are in our lives? You know, who, who's with, with this being um, with, with this being Palm Sunday? I mean, who's sitting at our Passover table? You know, if, if you will, who are we choosing to bring into our 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 inner circle? And, and, and are we bringing in people that are, are are not challenging us, if you will, to become better Christians? Or are we bringing in people in our lives that are just um, happy to say, oh, yeah, you're doing a good job and everything like that. Yeah, you're a strong Christian when really in their mind, they may be thinking like, uh, there's some work here that, that, that we need, that, that you might need to do, you know, um, challenging or being challenged to become a better Christian is, is not anything that that's, that's negative. Okay. A lot of times we think of the word challenge as in something that's, that's difficult or, or something that has a, it's, it has a negative connotation. Um, but, but, but you should be having people in your life that are, are willing to spot out and talk to you and tell you about the things that you're, that you're doing wrong and not just constantly telling you, uh, telling you what you want to hear, but be, but be willing to tell you what you need to hear and doing it in a way that's led by, by Holy Spirit so that you can grow into becoming a better Christian. Uh, I know for me, 
personally, whenever I have uh, um, a trial or tribulation that, that, that seems like it, it, it's a lot, the people that I tell about it are, are the people that I know that are going to pray for me or the ones that are going to be able to tell me, you know, d- don't forget what God did for you 10 years ago when that situation came up or five years ago when this happened or two weeks ago when that happened. Give it to God and let him handle it. Those are the type of people that I prefer to tell my, my, my problems about. Um, because they're going to encourage me in a godly manner. They're not going to let me forget the things that I've learned in, in the word of God or, or, um, over my lifetime. And they're always going to constantly bring those things, those things back to me. And so that's, so that's one thing that we need to, we need to take care of is, is, is looking at who is actually in our lives. Okay. Now with Christ being our chief cornerstone, our foundation also should be built on Christ. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're going to start in verse number 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 1. And I, brethren, cannot speak to you as spiritual people, but as to, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos. Are you not carnal? So what this is saying here is, now, remember, we just looked at some scriptures that talked about, you know, uh, um, us be, be becoming citizens of the household of God. So so really building um, the, the church as the as the body of Christ there. And, and so when we become saved, we become part of we become part of that of that citizenship or be, become part of God's household. So what this is saying here is that when, when we have these divisions in the body of Christ, it's not because we are. We, we, we are it's because we lost sight of Jesus as our foundation, if you will. Um, and so the way this plays out usually is that you, you have these different versions of Christianity out there. Right. One to say, I'm a Pentecostal. I'm a this. I'm a that. I'm a Baptist. I'm a this. And there's all these different uh, types and these different titles as it relates to Christianity that that were just created by men. Because if you remember, the Apostle Paul coined the term Christianity simply by meaning uh, followers of Christ or Christ-like, meaning that everything that Jesus has talked about in the Bible, the example that he set, and everything that's in the Bible is our manual for how we should be living our lives as children of God. Somewhere along the way, men, different men started coming up and started kind of branching off and taking bits and pieces of the Bible and putting a, a title on there and saying, this is the, the form of Christianity uh, that, that, that I'm in. And, and based off of that, this is the, the, the area of doctrine that we're, that we're going to focus on. And when that happens, we, we end up arguing with each other uh, over things that we probably should, we shouldn't be, be, be arguing over, you know, um, we hear Christians arguing over over the, the existence of tongues or, or how much to tithe and whether or not tithing is still needed and and, and all sort of laying on of hands. And there's a whole bunch of things that, that, that we unfortunately in the body of Christ get to argue over, uh, unfortunately argue over. But if we really have our foundation built on Christ and we're not forgetting that and we're focusing on that. All right. 
And we're going to look at building in a little bit. But if we're really building on it with the, the same focus that, that Jesus Christ is the foundation and our chief cornerstone, then these disagreements and this envy and this strife wouldn't be happening happening in the body of Christ. All right. We, we, we also just looked at a little bit in the last scriptures, too, about how when we become the part of the household of God, that, that everything starts to starts to fit together. We, we all have different roles that, that we have to play and we're not coveting anyone else's role or anyone else's job or, or looking at our job that, that God has given us uh, as something that, that that is beneath us because we want to do something. We, we want to do something else. Uh, when those things happen, that's all because there's envy, strife and divisions among us. And, and I can tell you, you know, I, I've been in churches where I've seen the division in the church. Okay, I, I, I've been in churches and, I, and I've seen those things, um, even as a little kid, you know, one of the very first churches that I remember um, after after our pastor had passed away there, how the church just started kind of going in a different direction. And I didn't understand those things as a kid at the time because I was <laughs> I was a baby, if you will. Um, and so I didn't really understand what was going on. But I do remember that 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 feeling of um, and I couldn't put my finger on it then. But I do remember that feeling of something is 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 different. Something is going on when pastor passed away. Something here seems to be seems to be changing. And I didn't know what it was. It wasn't until I became older. That, that I figured it out. So those divisions in the body of Christ really, really, really drive a huge wedge among us to where we aren't on one accord anymore. And the devil is just sitting back and he's enjoying that now because now that allows his deceptive spirits to get in there and start deceiving us. OK, and start taking us away from 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 what the word of God says. Verse four again, for one says, I am of Paul and another. I am of Apollos. Are you not caught? Car- are you not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom through whom you believe as the Lord gave to each one? I planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Underline that I planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So in other words, the increase that you receive in knowledge from reading the Bible, going to Bible study, attending church, there's nothing about the individual that's teaching, okay, whether it's, whether it's through preaching or whether it's a, a, a casual conversation, there's nothing that that individual is doing that special that is, is making you or getting you to believe and understand the word of God. That individual that's talking to you has Holy Spirit in them and they're just simply being obedient to what Holy Spirit is saying. You're listening and you're being obedient to what Holy Spirit is telling you and allowing Holy Spirit to, to, to guide you and talk to you. And so when that interaction happens, that learning and that increase in knowledge that happens is because simply simply because the fact that the two of you have Holy Spirit in you and both of you are listening to Holy Spirit. So therefore, it doesn't matter who the individual is that's teaching or preaching or is talking to you about the word of God. If that individual is being driven by the Holy Spirit and you're being driven by the Holy Spirit and you're receiving that 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 word, that's where the increase is going to happen. That's where the deeper things of God is going is going to be be revealed to you. That's where you can you can receive the the the, the meat, the solid food. As it was saying in verse two, that's where you, you can get off the milk and you can get on the solid food because now you're ready to receive it. OK, so it doesn't matter, matter who it is. And unfortunately, in the body of Christ, we get so wrapped up in what ministry we belong to, how many churches that that particular ministry has. You know, there, there's 
countless number of Christians that I've spoken with and, 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 you know, at, at the time, not knowing whether or not they were Christian, uh, but being able but start talking. And then we start talking, Oh yeah, what church do you go to? And, and, and watching them kind of almost give a resume, if you will, uh, of the particular ministry. And they're like, Oh yeah, this church, the name of the church is this, and it belongs to this other ministry. And we've got ministries all around the world. And we go on these mission trips all over the place, you know, at least six times a year. And we held these conferences in six, seven different cities and, and they go, go kind of going on and on. And, and if you see their, 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 their body language and their facial reactions, you can tell it comes with this, this pride, like, hmm, look at me and look at the ministry that I belong to and look at all of the things that we're doing. And it's not one of those things that's really focused on. Let me just share with you about our ministry. Let me share with you about what we do and how we serve God. It's all about the building. It's all about who the pastor is and, and how many books that they, they have written or, or, or how many trips that they've been on going over to other countries or, or, or other churches as, as, a, as a guest speaker. And, and, it's, and, and, I, and I laugh inside because when I talk to them and, and they're sharing these things and, and I never heard about the never heard of the church before. And I'd say to them, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not familiar with that ministry. I've, I've never heard of it, but you know, I'm. Thanks for sharing. They look at me kind of like, wait, what? What do you mean you've never heard of us? How, how could you? Not everybody knows us. That's the reaction that I get. Okay, almost as if just because that ministry has a certain title or a certain preacher under it, that somehow that that, that everybody in the world should know who it is, and and everybody should know about the good works that they're doing. We should never, ever, ever raise anybody up on a pedestal as though that they are equal to Jesus or even above Jesus. And there are some versions of Christianity or so-called Christianity that their, their teaching uh, in church is fully is solely focused on the things that Paul talked about. And the mention of Jesus Christ is far and few in between. And, 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 and I've heard some of these messages and, and it makes me shudder because I sit there and think to myself, wow, you know, do who do you serve? Are you serving Paul or are you or are you serving Jesus? Because it doesn't sound like you're serving Jesus. It sounds like you're serving you're serving Paul. But there are unfortunately a lot of uh, um a lot of Christians that that focus on those things, and the devil enjoys that because that gets our mind and, and our eyes off of Jesus. Okay, so verse uh, six there again. I planted Apollo's water, but God gave the increase. So then, neither he who plants is anything. Nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. So this is like what I was talking about earlier. When you do the job God has given you to the best of your abilities, you will be rewarded accordingly. Okay, According to the labor, according to the effort that you put in, God will reward you accordingly. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building according to the grace of God, which uh, according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed, heed how he builds on it. Listen, I'm going to say that again. Read that again. But let each one take heed how he builds on it for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid which is Jesus Christ underline verse 11 there for no, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that, which is laid, which is, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, 
hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work has uh, he, if anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. So, in other words, what this is saying is that when we build our foundation, okay, we have to be careful because even though Jesus Christ is our foundation. We have to be very careful on what we're building on top of that and how we're building on top of it, because we may start out. And if we're if we're not careful and if we're not focused on God, we can build the foundation on Jesus, but then start laying other things on it. Like the like like, like the Bible talked about there, uh, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. Those are things that if we start to build that on type of Jesus on, on top of the, Jesus as our foundation, we can end up having a, a building that is, it w- w- will collapse or that when it goes through the fire, when it goes through the trial and tribulation, it's not going to be, be able to be withstood. You're not going to be able to withstand that because the materials on top of the foundation aren't up to par. You think back in your life when you had some major trials and tribulations. Think back to when you were a baby, a, a baby Christian. How did you how did you behave and how did you endure and, and what was your, 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 your actions and your mood and, 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 and your speech? What was that like as a baby Christian versus to where it is now as a more mature Christian, as someone that really understands the word of God more and, and knows how God operates in your life and how he's delivered you through, through so many situations and how he's delivered you, the, you through those. If, if, if you have Jesus as your foundation then when those trials and tribulations come, you won't be shaken. And if you're constantly building on top of that, okay, with the things that matter the most to God and you're surrounding yourself with the right people and you're living the right lifestyle, a lifestyle that is, is, is acceptable to God, when you're in that trial and tribulation, nothing about you is going to change. No one will ever know what you're actually going through unless you tell them because your countenance won't change. You won't start getting snappy at people and getting angry and upset and irritated over the little things you will be walking. I won't necessarily say say on cloud nine, um, but you will be walking with so much peace, with so much joy. And, And like the Bible says, the peace that passes all understanding, you'll have all of that around you and in your life. If you're not only building your foundation on God or on Jesus Christ, but also putting, adding to that and building around it with the things that matter to God the most. Hey, think about interactions with even people in the workplace. Okay with other non-believers in the workplace. If they're going off talking about some, some, some filthy jokes, how are, you, how are you responding to that? Are you responding in a way that God would want you to respond to that? Because part of that is also building on that foundation. I remember um, uh, talking uh, with, 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 a, with, with one, a woman one time uh, in the office and another one came over and we were all kind of just, just talking about a couple of different things, uh, work-related. And, and I remember an individual, they started to kind of get, off off of, off of work related stuff and then an individual made a comment um uh that was a very lewd comment and i remember i looked at the individual and i said well based off of that comment i'm gonna go ahead and excuse myself 
And she looked at me all funny. I was like, oh, whoa. And the other one, the woman today kind of looked at me funny that I said that and that I excused myself. But that was because my foundation was laid on Jesus Christ. And I didn't want to do anything that made either one of them think that what, what, they, what they started to talk about was okay. Or that that comment that they made was something that I was going to sit there and laugh about and engage in. All right. A day or two later, the individual actually came up to me and apologized to me and said, I'm, I'm sorry for sorry for offending you. OK, but that's again, that's because the foundation is laid on, on Jesus Christ. So if we in the body of Christ are also continuing to build around Jesus as our foundation, then that means as a body of Christ collectively, we will be able to withstand whatever fires come our way, whatever trials and tribulations come my way, and we will receive our reward accordingly. We will receive our reward, reward accordingly. Verse 15, if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple, which temple you are. Okay. For if anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Okay. So we are that we are part of the part of part of God's temple, um, being part of the body of Christ and his spirit should be dwelling in us. All right. So if his spirit is dwelling in us, then everything that we do and all the people we surround ourselves with and how we act and, and how we think and how we do things all is going to be reflective of, of God's spirit being within us. So if we don't have a solid foundation that's built on 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 a, on a, or have a foundation that's built on a solid rock, what's something that can happen? Well, let's take a look at a pretty familiar scripture here as we start to wind down. Go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. And we're going to go to verse number 24. Matthew 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended, the floods came and the wind blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does them uh, and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. And it was and so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching teachings, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. OK, so great example there of what happens if we don't build our our house, if you will, on a solid rock. All right. If we're not building our lives on, on, on Jesus Christ as, as a solid foundation, what, like we saw in previous scriptures, when, when all the, the trials and tribulations of life and the storms of life come, come along, okay, if we're not building it on a solid rock, our house is going to fall. And it's going to be a great fall. Meaning that, and if you ever looked at a videos like of a tsunami or an earthquake or something that, that, that comes through, when, when those houses fall, it, it's not just like this subtle, it slowly starts to fall. I mean, it's massive, massive destruction. Okay. It's, it's, it's loud and it's, it's very noticeable. And, and, and if we're not 
careful to have a solid foundation beneath us. When those storms come, we can also have that great loud, if you will, fall, fall in destruction. All right. And, and, and there are so many, and you may know some people too, that, that, um, um, started off maybe down, down the right path and, and maybe got connected with someone, uh, that, that they shouldn't have been hanging around with. And the next thing you know, uh, there's this individual that, um, was, was really acting like, like a Christian or seemed to be following God all of a sudden and is doing things that are so counter to the word of God. All right. The Bible talks about false prophets as well. Um, and, and some false prophets do start out with, a deep, thorough understanding of the word of God and some Holy Spirit revelation. But that pride kicks in. All right. And they start to get puffed up in themselves, thinking that it wasn't God who gave them the increase like we saw in Scripture. They think that, oh, I did it because I read the word and I understood it. They forget that it was Holy Spirit. So it's all about me, me and me. And look at all the people that are following me and all the people that are giving me kudos for such a great message and for being such a uh, such powerful man, a woman of woman of God. They let that pride get in there and get themselves puffed up. The next thing you know, they stop bringing Holy Spirit into discussion when they're reading the Bible. And then they start to get develop their own interpretation about what the word of God means. And then they start sharing that. And then they start deceiving people. And some people don't even know they're being deceived. Right? The word of God says that even their very uh, elect may be deceived. And so as we're building our foundation, we also have to be careful about who are we choosing to listen to when it comes down to the things of God? And do and, and are we inviting Holy Spirit to be with us? To 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 and, and are we tuned into His station, if you will, so, so we so that we can listen to what people are saying, so that we're not becoming deceived and that we're not being losing our 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 sight on, on the things of God, and that we're not being removed from from Jesus as our foundation. Or that we're not building um, using poor materials and straw, like, like, like the word of God said, and, and using that to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ, because then all of that stuff is going, is going to be is going to collapse. OK, and then and then we're going to be in, in worse off in worse off shape. Right. So as we go through life, there are times when we need to examine what our foundation is laid on. None of us are, are, are so holier than thou or, or, or somehow uh, perfected beings that, that, that we don't have to sometimes take a step back and take an inventory of, of what's going on in our lives to see if our foundation is still there. So we need to do, take some time. We need, to, we need to do that. We need to ask our, ourselves questions about who is in our life, all right? who, who, who is in my inner circle. All right? How am I speaking to people? How am I treating people? How am I treating people in my own household? All right. If I have kids, how do I treat my kids when they do something that that upsets me? OK. Or how do I treat a spouse that 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 might upset me? All right. Am I doing it in a way that God wants me to do it or I'm doing it because I'm, I'm acting off of emotion and I'm not taking a second to pause and allow Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit to guide me. Okay? So on this Palm Sunday, I encourage you to really look at to really look at and 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 and, and reflect on. Some of the events that started to lead up to Jesus Christ's death and resurrection and look at the strength that he had, the, the, the solid foundation and the rock that he had that, that allowed him to, to stay focused on his mission so that we can have eternal life. Because what he went through wasn't something that was just isn't anything that any of us could handle. 
But he did set an example for us and for our lives, and we should be reflecting on that and ensuring that our lives, that we're doing the best that we can to live our lives in a way that would be pleasing to him. Praise God. Well, before we close, let's let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for these words that you had today, and I ask that you would help us to remember these words and so that the enemy can't steal them away from us. I pray and ask, Lord, that you would continue to watch over all your sons and daughters, Lord, and that you would continue to keep us safe and that you would continue to guide us and lead us in all things, Lord. Help us to strengthen our foundation in you and and reveal to us anything that we have that we've been building on that isn't of you so that we can quickly remove it from our lives and replace it with the things that you you want us to build it on. We praise you, we love you, and we glorify your most magnificent name in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Well, praise God. I hope this message was a blessing to you. And if it was, think about sharing this with friends, family and loved ones or even anyone that might be giving you a hard time, whether it's a friend, a family, a loved one or even someone in the workplace. And you can always find us at Genesis one dot org. And on that website, you'll find more about our ministry and you'll also be able to find a link to all of our podcasts. And if you want to go to our podcast site directly, you can find us at sermon.genesis1.net. That's sermon.genesis1.net. And if you click on the subscribe button on there, you'll be notified through whatever application that you use to receive podcasts. You will receive a notification every single time something something is posted. Well, praise God. Thank you for joining joining us again. And I just want to tell you and remind you that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Praise God. Be blessed.